help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brand. How could you maximize the conversation rate, average order value and lifetime value at the same time? Dexter Agency is an e-commerce and email marketing team that serves high-revenue e-commerce stores. They have found hundreds of millions in hidden revenue opportunities for their clients, leading to significant growth. Mark, a CRO veteran, has helped almost 100 online stores and unlocked over 200 million in hidden revenue. He has trained the team to become world-class experts and help the agency's founder, Joris, refine their Dexter method. From this episode, you will get the answers to the following questions. Why is research necessary for doing great CRO? How could you decide, as a D2C brand owner, which metric or data is more important? What could be hidden revenue opportunities in a D2C store? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I ask all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips, and tools to use. Now let's get ready! Uh, what are your experiences with DTC or e-commerce business leaders? When will they stop and do research on uh, or analysis? What are they doing and what are they don't do what uh, an agency could help? So my experience is with e-commerce store or, or D2C uh, businesses is that they often, like we talk with the owners, the, the founders, they don't have the time to do the research. Like that's, that's a problem. And uh, they know, I think they all know it's important, but they also want to grow fast and research takes time. And so they kind of postpone it up until the, to a point where they're like, all right, we have to do research now. Like, and then, then they, they come to us. Uh, we have the expertise. We have done this for so many years that uh, we also know where to look and how to interpret the results because that's the difficulty. Like everyone can show you a table with, with, with numbers, but actually what does it mean? Uh, that that's the difficulty so then they come to us and we find like hey here are your bottlenecks this is what we need to work on uh, this is actually going great so look, don't focus on that because that's also important not to focus on things that are, are already working great but focus on the stuff that actually need improving what are the most common blind spots that dtc owners have that's a that's a very good question i think what they often don't see is uh, the importance of conversion optimization in general. I think what they didn't think about is like, okay, we need to increase or we want to increase our conversion rate. So uh, let's just get started with, with the CRO agency. But what they don't realize is that they spend after like 80% or more of their time or their marketing time and efforts on traffic generation. Of course, it's important to get traffic to your site, but often like sites have a conversion rate of like 4%, 7%, some have like 2%. That means that more than 90% of your traffic is just leaving without doing anything. So it's they kind of forget how important it is to focus on that group that leaves and that every optimization that you make there is often an optimization on your website or in your email strategy, which means that's there to stay. Like if you have budget costs, then your optimized website, that will stay the same. It won't like suddenly drop to where it was before, but... Traffic-wise, if you spend all that budget on traffic and you have to have a budget cost, your traffic will go down. So they sometimes don't realize how sustainable it is to actually invest in your own website. Yeah, you have to fix the leaking bucket with CRO. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I said, if you invest in your own website, in your own like marketing, email marketing, then you, you that's there to stay. If you sometimes, like now with the inflation and budget costs and no, every, like Microsoft is laying off people, Google are laying off people, currently in the economy is having a bit of a struggle that if you have 
optimize your website, then those gains are there to stay. They won't go anywhere. And uh, I think that's sometimes what like is a blind spot for for e-commerce store owners. Which metric or data is more important? So how could I decide as a DTC brand owner what to overview to increase my CRO? Is it just conversion rate or or are there any other metrics that I should? Yeah, so actually the most important metric here is revenue. So I, I, I can increase everyone's conversion rate by just like slashing the prices in half. Uh, that won't make them happy, right? What you want is in the end is your revenue to grow. So you know, when we do A-B tests, et cetera, we always look at the revenue. Like, where is that going? And of course, you, you need to take your margin also into consideration. But we have had done tests where the conversion rate actually dropped, but the average order value increased in such an extent that it was still interesting to implement because in the end, you know, you would have more revenue and that's what it's all about. Wow. It's not even CRO anymore. <laughs> it's uh, revenue optimization. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the, the founder uh, of, of uh, the agency actually always hated the term uh, conversion rate optimization. He wanted to call it continuous revenue optimization because that's actually what it's about. Yeah, it is. It is. I know that you have a, an own method, the Dexter method. What is the difference from other agency methods? Because every agency has their own method. I know, I know. But uh, that you said that maybe revenue is the most important part on it. Yeah, I, I don't wouldn't consider that to be the secret sauce of our Dexter method. Uh, I think what's important there is two things. Uh, that, that's the structure and the process and the experience that we have. Like we've been doing this for like seven years when, when people didn't even really know what conversion rate optimization was you know it was also very difficult to require like uh, customers and clients at the time um, because it wasn't a thing so and over the time we have been able to optimize our, our performance and our processes because you know we don't only optimize websites we only we also optimize like our own processes and and we have been iterating that and over the years we, we've been able to be as efficient and effective as possible we also know how to get results more fast so we can do our whole research in only a month's time, which might sound long, but like, well, if you see what it entails, it's very like fast and efficient. And we can also then, with our uh, way of, of prioritizing the test ideas, we can also immediately uh, start with the tests that have the most potential to win, or at least have the most gain in revenue. I've read on your landing page that 42% of A-B test wins, and you've run almost 2,000 A-B tests. How do you start testing? Or for how long? And what does it even mean? So you can't see those two things separately, I think, because we get that win rate because we ran like those tests, the 2000 plus tests. Uh, like I said, we've been doing this for uh, more than seven years and we have uh, like multiple CRO consultants multi who each have like multiple clients. So you can get like numbers, a B test real fast. That actually also gives us learning because like the, the losers that we have for one client or the winners we have for one client, that you take that with you to the next client. So that helps you also to start with tests that have the most potential to win. So actually that increased our win rate over the years. We always aim for a one in three, one in four win rate. We were actually surprised ourselves when we looked in our dashboard that we actually had an average win rate that was higher. Yeah, that's just a matter of like having these high velocity testing cycles uh, that, that we do uh, and just like the amount of years that we are doing this, then you get those numbers eventually yourself. If a DTC brand wants to scale up, CRO is enough or is it just a base for it? You always need traffic because without traffic, you, you cannot have any conversions. But I think you cannot get around CRO anymore. You kind of have to do it because 
you see now that the cost per acquisition is increasing the return on ad spend is like declining so it gets more and more difficult to break even on that first sale what's important there is that your visitors they get more profitable so you need to make sure that more people convert that they spend more and that they buy more frequently and then actually once they are more profitable, you actually have more money to spend on traffic generation. So it's actually a positive feedback loop that you can create. So I think, uh, and I see also that more and more companies realize that CRO is not really a nice to have or interesting to, to do, but it's actually something that is necessary for them to grow. And I also heard that you have a growth guarantee at your agency. Correct. How does it work? It, it sounds really terrific. So how, how does it work? <laughs> we actually have analyzed like clients and, and, and the performance that we had for, for those clients. And we realized that we can actually offer that guarantee. And that is like, it depends on the size of the website. Uh, I think it starts at uh, 250,000 in the first 90 days that we can uncover in, in hidden revenue opportunities. The reason why we give that guarantee is because a lot of uh, D2C brands like e-commerce stores, they have been burned by other agencies and they're like, okay, so what makes you different? Why are you able to get those results that, that you know, uh, others have promised and haven't delivered? So if we have given them that guarantee, then they're sure that they at least have a good ROI. And, you know, we it's for, easier for us also to acquire uh, the, the clients. And, you know, for us, with our, because of our proven process that I've, you know, talked about before, we know we can deliver those results. So there's really no loss there. It's a win-win for both uh, parties. And maybe it is... Not the best question, but I've written it before. You said that the CRO, maybe it's not, not the most important metric, but it's good to maximize it. So how could you... Conversion rate. Conversion yes. rate, yeah. How could you maximize your conversion rate, AOV and LTV simultaneously? What is the secret behind it? Yeah, that's also what we talk about, of course, on our website, that we work on those three areas. And it's not necessarily that we work on them all at the same time, but... We do, for example, multiple A-B tests at the same time, uh, depending on the size of the website. You can have like a test on the product page, on, on the homepage, and you can focus one test on the conversion rate opt optimization to increase that conversion rate, but another test to increase the average order value by working with bundles or cross sales. So that allows you to actually work on them uh, around the same time. And uh, in the meantime, we also offer like email audits. So we can also execute that. But then you can work on your long time uh, or lifetime value on your purchase frequency because the people that have already bought from you, they have already trusted you. They've already have experience with you and they're more likely to buy again than just a random new visitor. So it's very important to re-engage them. So you can also, like in the background, while you do a B-test, also work on the email strategy or the SMS strategy as well. Is there other stuff that I cannot start scaling up without? So you mentioned email, SMS, paid traffic, CRO. Are there any more necessary stuff that I need to scale up and grow. I think uh, you should look at your, your team, your organization. You need to be able to handle the growth. If you are going to be full on growth mode and you're going to invest in, in CRO, in, in, in paid ads, uh, in all these different traffic channels, if you are going to be successful in your like adventure, then you need to be able to handle the volume you need you know is your warehousing okay do you have enough people that your customers support do you have enough people in the warehouse to to make sure that everything can be shipped on time uh, prepare for that accordingly because you know uh, you can also grow sometimes too fast and then people get un unsatisfied because like maybe something takes too long to ship 
they cannot reach you and your contact support and then you get these negative reviews out so don't focus everything on online but also look at your own organization can i handle this growth great advice my next question would be that what could be a hidden revenue opportunity for a DTC store. Could you tell me some examples? You know, because every every website is also different, so everyone has their own hidden revenue opportunities. What I do often see is that uh, email marketing and SMS marketing is, is underutilized. So that's where most companies can make uh, a big uh, like leap forward if they invest there. And I often see that cross-sells are like not used correctly. They're not relevant. For example, I've been on the website where I was looking at the laptop and what was suggested as a, as an extra, like what other people also bought was another laptop and a TV. And I'm like, if I'm going to buy a laptop, I might buy a laptop cover or an external mouse or an external keyboard or something, but I'm not going to buy another laptop and a, and a TV. So make sure that uh, you have relevant cross-sells there uh, because that increases your inventory value and that makes you also a lot more profitable. You said a product recommendation is bad and how could they make it better will personalization help or what are the foundation for it yeah so what often happens is there there's this tool that you know based on an algorithm shows the best product best combines with the product that you're looking at but the problem is that most of these websites they are not amazon they don't have that many that much volume that the algorithms can actually work and give those relevant results so it's best to do it manually and see like okay I am uh, selling like furniture. So I can try to cross sell like a coffee table with a couch, but maybe I should also first start with some cushions or a throw, something that is also not as pricey, but can still like give you a nice margin and some extra like air when you sell that extra item. Try to start there, not like at the top with cross selling a $500 product with something that is $1,000. Like those are huge prices. But if, if I'm buying a couch for $1,000 and I see cushions for like 20, that's already much more much more doable and much more appealing to me. And if those cushions cost you like two euros, or sorry, $2, uh, let's say with the right currency, uh, they have a great margin there as well. How to chop the creative part of marketing and just to be practical in as an agency or as a DTC brand. I know that measuring data and analyze all the stuff that we are doing and have hypotheses is really important and how to cut the creative part that every marketer has or every brand owner has. You have to have that creative part as a company because you need to be able to stand out from the rest. Like branding is, is super important. Like we can optimize your website as much as we can and we can like have a, a try and be good at the email marketing. But if you don't really have a good brand, that makes it all so much more difficult. People need to know like why they should buy from you and that's that's the whole creative part. And it doesn't mean it necessarily has to look fancy, but it has to have a good story. Like hey, this is why this product is good for you. This is why you should buy it from us and not from our competitor. I think that's where your creative juices should flow and leave the data part up to optimizing the whole the customer journey flow. Yeah, it sounds easy in theory, but uh, what if you want to make it on your own? Yeah, it, it could really be a nightmare from an execution or decision point of view as a DTC brand owner. Maybe that's why HNCR exists. To do CRO on your own? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a nightmare because uh, you don't only have to do the research on your, uh, like on your own. That, that's a lot of work, as I told you before. But after you've done the research, then that's only the start. You have the test ideas. You need to formulate your hypothesis. You need to actually come up 
with how the test is supposed to look. Then it needs to be developed. Then, you know, uh, developers, good developers are hard to find. And these visual editors uh, that some tools have, they often are not great and tend to break your test. So you really need to like code into JavaScript and, and HTML uh, your, your test. And then you need to do the quality assessment. Like, does it work on Safari? Does it work on Chrome? Does it work on Firefox? Does it work on Mac, on, on Windows? Does it work on my phone? So, you know, that's also a lot of work to make sure the test works. And you have to analyze it and then you have to implement winners. So, like, there's so much going on there. And the worst part is that in every step, you can make a lot of mistakes. As an agency, we have the benefit of, like, having done so many times that we have made all those mistakes already. And we kind of know, okay, you know, here you have to be careful and, and, and oh, wait, you know, we have to look at that or we have to segment this test there and there in order not to make these mistakes. And I think that actually is, is maybe even the biggest problem that you, you're never really sure if you do it on your own, if you're doing it right. You've seen so much industry that I'm curious about. Do you see any industry special problems also with CRO? or also with all the metrics that you're measuring. So for example, apparel and fashion has their own issues or furnitures have their own issues. What is quite common across all industries is product description. And that's actually more of an issue with fashion because you have collections and are you going to create good product descriptions for your collection if like the next season it's all gone especially if you have thousands of products that that's a big issue and that's that's something that that industry is struggling with and there are now tools that can generate you know ai can generate copy for you which which is not ideal yet but maybe soon and for the rest i think technical industries so if you sell uh, like complicated products they sometimes have a difficulty to like explain how the product works and why it's so good and uh, you know they tend to hide in their jargon and to work to use words that people like don't understand and that's sometimes difficult to make it easy to understand but also make sure you still sound professional and not like you know some someone who's in their their garage just just, just selling stuff uh, not knowing what he's doing so that, that's some some struggles that some industries have but I, I would say copy is is one of the biggest issues that there is so a lot of products could be disadvantage in this uh, point of view but uh, are there any difficulties with just one product shops? I know that retention is, uh, or, or subscription model is not working for them really well if they have a big value stuff that they are selling. But are there any other advantages or disadvantages if you have a one product shop? Yeah, if you have a one product shop, what I often see is is they still branch out to like add-ons or all the kinds of products because that's the challenge with one product. Like you sell it and you're done. It's very difficult to have a bit, a bit of uh, like good margin to increase your average order value because you only have one product. So we also work with a company that sells sleep masks and um, they have different kinds of sleep masks, for example, you know, and, and they branch out to, to also cater to the different needs because what you can often identify is if you sell one product, there are always people that prefer a different kind of that product, a different variation. So uh, you kind of need to branch out a bit to be able to offer a bit more. The plus side of having like one product is that you can totally focus your entire website, your copy, everything, your marketing on that product. So you can make it like super motivating and, re and relevant for people. So, you know, I will, wouldn't necessarily focus on the downside there. There's also a lot of benefits to gain from only selling one product. But usually you see them branching out eventually anyway uh, to, to, to uh, be able to grow. Yeah, for, for example, an aroma diffuser 
uh, gives you essential oils to be profitable. Yeah, yeah, like different that. like smells. It's a natural, natural connection. So. Yeah, and what you don't see is like they have like this nice stand for in your living room, and they come with maybe some smaller ones that you can plug in, like in your bathroom or you know. So in your car also. Exactly. So, so there are ways to to branch out. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And last but not least, I want to give some seeds and nutrition to DTC brands. I always ask these four questions from all of my uh, guests. The, what books or influencers would you recommend to read or follow for a DTC brand? I know it's, of course, it's you. One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the seven principles of uh, Cialdini. Uh, I would definitely read that. Uh, I like uh, Thinking Fast and Slow from uh, Daniel Kahneman. Uh, that's about how people think. People, you know, they all think they're very rational and that they uh, base their decision on, on, on ration. But actually it's emotion and they just rationalize it later on. And those books uh, clearly help you see how you can help uh, motivate people uh, to, to buy on your site. I also love uh, Baymart Institute. Uh, they have great research on how to improve websites. CXL is a great uh, source. People I uh, is, is, uh, founded that and it's a great like community that they have as well uh, to increase your conversion rate on your website. So those uh, I, I would focus on. What is the biggest mistake that a DTC brand could make? The single biggest one mistake that a DTC brand could make? Not having an idea what your product actually uh, is for. And, and of course, you all know what your, your product does, but... Like what makes it special and why people should buy it from you. Like I have talked with, with uh, people that I say, okay, so, you know, what makes your company special? What makes your product special? And they're like, well, you know, and, and they, they are quiet. And it just makes it so much harder to sell. And I can talk to you about how important CRO is, which it is. And I would love to say, like, start with, with CRO. That, that That's, you know, the biggest mistake you can do is not, not do that. And it's certainly in the top three. But... I would say have a clear idea of like, okay, this is how I'm going to position my product and my company, you know, ha have an identity. You don't necessarily have to be completely different than everyone else, but have an identity, have, a, have an own voice that will make it also so much easier in your communication to your audience. Great, great starting question for a, for a blindless uh, DTC brand that what are your product is making? Uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Good. Uh, the third question would be, uh, could you tell me your quick growth tip related to CRO? That, that's the million dollar question. Yeah, of course. That they could implement uh, tomorrow or, or, or the day after they listen. I would say because if you really want to grow your store, if you really want to improve your conversion rate and average value, etc., you have to do research. But I would say if you really want to have a, a good start, I would say uh, focus on your email marketing and SMS marketing because that doesn't require as much research. You just need to know how to do it properly and set it up. That can already give you the fastest results. What tools would you use as a DTC brand for growth? So it could be a Shopify app. It could be a software that you use for DTC brands to grow. Yeah, I think that that's where uh, a big problem lies is, is in these tools and in these apps just to like, give you insights and stuff and people don't really know what to look at. I would say that people uh, should look at what do I need to make my store grow and what are and how do I think I'm going to achieve that. And once you have your like your main goal is probably to increase your revenue and then you have like sub goals in order to how to reach that and attach a KPI to that. And that could be that one is, is, is maybe more traffic 
could be, but another one could be like increase that conversion rate. Another one could be something to do with your shipping and identify those areas in which you think, hey, this is how I can grow my store. Think about that first. What metric do I need to monitor in order to know if it's if I'm on track? Yes or no? And then see like, okay, how can I measure this? And then you can look at the tools that you need and some stuff you will need to be able to manage uh, or you can uh, measure in Google Analytics. For some things, you might need something like a, a HubSpot, but uh, don't just like... Don't get tools, don't get apps uh, just to get data. You need to know what you need to know first, right? You need to know, okay, this is the metric that I need to measure. This is how I get to my growth. And then you can look at the tools that can actually help you measure that. Thanks, Mark. You gave a lot of value for the listeners. Thank you for accepting my call. Of course, and thank you for inviting me. I was happy to be here. And don't forget to try these tips today. For more seeds and nutrition, stay tuned for the next episode.